Hi, I'm Amy Porter. Some of you know me as a flutist and a classical musician, others as a professor, and some of you know me as a publisher and arranger. I'm a stepmom, I'm a business owner, and I'm the founder of a couple of nonprofits. And this is my podcast. My core mission as an entrepreneur is to appreciate what I have around me. And then I try and see as clearly as possible how I can help. So let's talk. Let's share information. Let's laugh and sometimes cry over the things that we have to work through in life and in music, in business and family and relationships. Come on into my Porter Flute pod. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. This is episode 21. With me in the podcast, co-producers Justine Sedke and Alan J. Thomas Setti. Today, it's part of our Stay Well, Play Well series, and we want to talk about healing hobbies. You see, if you practice all the time or work out all the time or do one thing all the time, burning out can happen. Taking up side hobbies in between your practice schedule can help the muscles heal and your musical muscles become stronger and help you feel refreshed before you tackle life again. My co-producers have hobbies outside the flute that we'll talk about later in the podcast. I went to the vault and found the first sonata for flute and piano by Buhoslav Martineau. This is one of my live performances with Christopher Harding on the piano. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. I'm so glad you're here. I'd like to start the podcast out with some humor. In fact, I'm going to sprinkle it in throughout. This is from the musician's math test. I found it in a file, a paper file, and this is number five of the musician's math test. It's very funny. Ready? Jethro has been playing double bass in a symphony orchestra for 12 years three months, and seven days. Each day, his inclination to practice his instrument declines according to the equation. Total number of days in the orchestra times 0.000976. Assuming that he stopped practicing altogether six months ago, how long will it be before he will be unable to play at all? Well, my answer is... Not very long. Jethro has burnout. Jethro came to a complete halt. Jethro can't play anymore. He can't see ahead of himself. He can't hear anything anymore. It's scary. Sometimes we burn out where we just slow down like a locomotive train coming to a dead stop. And it doesn't sound very good, does it? (laughs) Then there's burnout where there's just an explosion. 
It's the straw that broke the camel's back. All right, that's it. I'm done. Sometimes that happens, and that's not pretty at all. Burnout happens, though. And it's important that we take care of it when we, when we recognize it. The biggest thing I can say, the number one thing I could do for myself and to advise you is to get back to nature. Put down the instrument or the cause or the job and look for wide open spaces and natural beauty. We have to reconnect with nature as humans. We have to realize how small we are in in comparison to nature. One place you can go is the desert. You could go to the Grand Canyon if you'd like some majesty, that most iconic natural landmark. It's an incredible place. There's lots of places to go, lots of ways to explore the Grand Canyon. If you like the desert, go to Sedona, Arizona. That's a vortex. It's a energy vortex. And its supposed energy radiates and brings inspiration and rejuvenation to humans. I've been there and I didn't want to leave. Do you like a lake? Then reconnect with the lake. Go to the wilderness. Hike. Use a footpath. Look at all the the animals there. Or, you know, canoe. Or just get a deeper understanding of the lake area around you. Go get a fishing rod. Do you like the beach? Do you want to put your toes in the sand? Then you'll get to know the the shifting sands. You'll get to know the tides. You'll get to see the waves. And you'll get to feel human nature within mother nature. I really love the beach. We also love Lake Superior. Lake Superior is an inland ocean. It has tides. There are some of you who might enjoy the mountains. Then throw your tent in the car and connect with your inner ruggedness. Go fly fishing. That's an incredible sport that requires a lot of skill and a lot of serenity. Find some flowers. Go for a walk. Saddle up at a dude ranch and help out. I've always wanted to do that. So whether it's the mountains or the lake or the desert or the beach, make sure you get back to nature. It's really my number one prescription for burnout. Let's consider some healing hobbies. Yoga, weight training, swimming, any of those activities that can take you to a place that makes your music making or your artwork or whatever it is you're doing better. It's actually healing you to rest. When we rest from exercise, we're resting the muscles so they can be fresh with new blood ready to push the weight. The weight of the world is what we're pushing in our workout so that when we come back to our own world, 
we can embody that strength. Our co-producers have hobbies that they love in and around their life in music. Justine and AJ both love cooking and baking. I think cooking and baking require incredible nuance of time, temperature, ingredients, and we really take our mind off our music when we can cook and and then enjoy the fruits of our labor. Try cooking if you're not already. Reading and writing in journals. Reading is something Justine and AJ both like to do. Let me give you a tip about reading. Make sure that when you come across a word that you don't know, write it down in the back. Look it up and then write the meaning down. I came across a book last week that I had read years ago. It's the autobiography of King Henry VIII as written by his fool, Will Summers. It's by Margaret George. This book is 1,100 pages, and it had a lot of words that I didn't know. But I looked at the list in the back last week, and I realized over the years I have incorporated that vocabulary list into my vocabulary. I love reading, and it's really important to our inner world and our spoken language. Justine likes playing video games and working with arts organizations behind the scenes. AJ has an incredible puppy. His name is Duke and he volunteers at the city police as a therapy dog. So AJ and his puppy Duke are a team. I can't think of anything better to do than to bond with your animal and then heal while you're out into the, in the world. It's just so important to give and giving is another healing hobby. Get out in your community and volunteer. It'll give you so much refreshment and energy. It just does. I found some more humor in my files, and I think you're really going to gain some perspective from actual quotes. They're from grade school essays on classical music. So are you ready? Here we go. My very best liked piece is the bronze lullaby. Okay, a virtuoso is a musician with real high morals. My favorite composer is Opus. Probably the most marvelous fugue was the one between the Hatfields and the McCoys. 
Most authorities agree that music of antiquity was written long ago. I know what a sextet is, but I'd rather not say. Music sung by two people at the same time is called a duel. An opera is a song of bigly size. Beethoven wrote music even though he was deaf. He was so deaf, he wrote loud music. He took long walks in the forest even when everyone was calling him. I guess he could not hear so good. Beethoven expired in 1827 and later died from this. J.S. Bach died from 1750 to the present. Agnus Dei, Agnus Dei, was a woman composer famous for her church music. A great inspiration of mine is Marie Forleo. And you can find her at marieforleo.com. The other day she called 2020 one enormous global record scratch. (laughs) It's true. This time and so many upheavals in our world and in our everyday life and living, thinking, and existing, it's just taken us all to a new place. We are all in this together this change. She says every day is a new surprise box. And it's true. I'll share with you that, you know, we all need to be in silence. And silence is where you find your voice. It's where you listen to your voice. You get away from the phone and all that that entails. I mean, that embodies messages and energy and emissions of um, these waves that we really don't need. They're not healthy for us. And then the messages that we are receiving, maybe we don't want them at that time. So it's an interrupting device. I grew up without it and I really see uh, the advantages and the disadvantages of it on the human population. Don't forget, it wasn't long ago when people were walking off cliffs because they were playing a a, a game on their phones and not looking up. So hopefully we're in a generation now where people are starting to put the phone down and experience a deep peace. There's a calm, silent moment and you have to fight for it. But to be successfully peaceful, you really have to put the phone down, start listening inward, and you'll hear that voice. That's you. It's a small voice, but it's very loud when you simply listen. You might be thinking, when everything comes to balance, I'll be okay. But I'd like to remind you that we never really get to balance, really. Think of being with your friend on the seesaw. Were you ever really, 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 really still? No, there's always a fluctuation. If there's not, I don't think it's healthy. 
So getting to balance is really just what you need to try to do, especially when you're in a rut. I know that you know a, 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 a sore muscle means a muscle that is compensating for other muscles that are turned off, right? Kinesiology 101. So think about it that way. If you're in a rut, it means something somewhere else is lacking attention. And maybe you need to turn and face it. We can feel like we're in the middle of a crazy circus when we have burnout. When we need a break, it can sound so loud in our brain. We have to actually witness what we're up against and lean into it. You see, (laughs) it's almost like we're followed by a tracking device that in the end, it's going to let you know that you're triggered. You need to stop. You need to get away. Energy doesn't lie. You have to have the maturity to take it in and say, I need some time off. You can't really run for the hills. So you have to just accept. We're so sensitive, you know. We throw out actually what we don't like at the very first straw. So... Let's say after a few months of starting a new program or you're into the summer months without any guidance and you're feeling like, oh, well, that this doesn't work, so I'm going to give up. Or, you know, the sound is, I hate the sound that I'm making, so why bother? Well, people are really quick to give up on the first straw instead of the last straw. We have to understand that you have to look at what we're so quick to cancel or quit. You have to look at it a lot harder and a lot longer and sit with it until you decide that it's not working. If you're not looking at the last straw, you're running from yourself. But you must look within and say, is this for me? Is burnout happening because I'm sick of this whole industry or I'm sick of this whole job that I'm in? Or have you looked at it finally, taken a break and come back with renewed effort? You have to decide. 
if you're going to cancel on the first straw or the last straw. Every musician has to learn a glossary of musical terms. Well, I bet you haven't heard some of these. Accidentals mean wrong notes. Agitato means one state of mind when a finger slips in the middle of a piece. An augmented fifth is a 36 ounce bottle. A cadence is when everybody hopes you're going to stop, but you don't. And the final cadence, when they force you to stop. Cut time is when you're going twice as fast as everybody else in the consort. An isorhythmic motet is when some members of the consort got a different copy than the others. Hemiola, an hereditary blood disease caused by chromatics. Musica ficta, when you lose your place and have to bluff the notes. Pizzicato, a small Italian pie garnished with cheese and anchovies. A quaver, are beginning players. Rubato is a German measles. Supertonic is Schweppes. Diatonic is low calorie Schweppes. And finally, Vibrato is the villain in Handel's oratorio, Arpeggio Tessitura. Rehearsals, concerts, the symphony pro, practice, practice, so much to know. All those symphonies of Beethoven, Brahms, Mozart, Haydn, Stravinsky's Psalms, those notes of Daphnis, Leonor III, all this is plenty of work for thee. But no, there's more, my overworked tutist. Classical symphony, incredible flutist. Sanson's Bird, Petrushka's Prance, Song of the Nightingale, Salome's Dance, Mendelssohn's Scherzo that tires the tongue, La Prémédie that bursts the lung. There's all these works for us and more, enough to make one's fingers sore. But don't despair, perhaps there's hope, for we crazed flutists trying to cope. Another line of work? No doubt, alas, too late. Our brain's blown out. 
Wasn't that poem fantastic? Patty Adams and her artwork I found in my files. I've had it my whole young life as a flutist and filed it away. I appreciate you being here. My commitment to you is to bring you to a deeper understanding of yourself as an artist. A philosophy of excellence and discipline always leads to higher goals and achieved goals. And that includes taking a break. You should have a commitment to your cause, but don't stop until your heart tells you to stop. Listen with your heart when you choose to practice. And listen with your head while you practice. Many people do the opposite. Join us next podcast for story time with the William S. Haynes Company and Gareth McLaren. You can find me at amyporter.com or porterflute.com. On Facebook, I'm Amy Porter Flutist. And on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Porter Flute. Thanks for being here. I'm so grateful for you.